you. We worship you. You are holy. We can't even imagine it. We can't even fathom it, what that means. You are perfect in every way. You are complete love. You are everything we could imagine that love could be. You are so beautiful, Lord, and we just pray that this morning, God, that you would just receive this worship that we've given to you, Lord, and that you would help us to worship you in spirit and in truth as we hear the word, as we hear the word of God. Lord, I pray your blessing on each person here, God. You're anointing, you're blessing, you're healing on each person. Lord, we praise you and thank you for this opportunity, this freedom to worship you. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Time of year, right? There you go. I knew she brought a blanket down. There's another one back there, honey. You're cold, too. <sighs> Praise you, Jesus. Well, it's time to take up an offering. Amen. Gracie, come on down. When we first started the church, and I know everybody's here this except for Brenda. That's why I got to say it again. I was afraid to take up an offering because I knew our family and their finances. But God told me, he corrected me, he goes, you are refusing them a blessing from me. And I'm like, okay, Lord, from that day. And it took a long time. I didn't take, we didn't take up an offering for months. But so God corrected me. I want all of our family blessed. Amen. So Father, we thank you and we praise you for the tithes and offerings that you've brought into this place and that you're bringing in, bringing in and what you're going to do here. Lord God, we are excited for the plans that you have for us and for this hill and this property, Lord God. And we just pray, Lord God, that we can just turn around and bless you, Lord, as we give to you freely and cheerfully, knowing that rust and moth will not devour it, Lord God, but you will keep it for us in heaven. And I just praise you and thank you for each person today. For those that are here and those that couldn't be here, I pray that you would bless them abundantly. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so my sermon today is going to sound like a newsreel, I believe. But I think it's important that we know where we are. I heard this morning a, a gentleman say, I don't know if it, it might have not have been this morning, probably throughout the week. Because our eyes, I don't know about you, but my eyes have been glued to the Israel war of what's going on overseas in the Middle East. And the Bible states it clearly that we need to be praying for the peace of Jerusalem and the peace of Israel. And a war in Israel is a war of the worlds. It really is. And what's going on over there now is a religious war that's been going on through millenniums for thousands and thousands of years. <clears throat> so, I asked Joe, I don't know if you can do it, if we can put up on the, uh, the geographical map, we can leave it up there for a little bit. 
So it's no new news of what's going on over there. And for us that know the Bible, it shouldn't be any surprise of what's going on because the Bible tells us clearly everything that's going to happen in the future. It's all written right there. I mean, Jesus wrote about it. It's written in red letters, even in Matthew chapter 24 and in Luke chapter 21. So it's no new news to us of what's to come. And we believe we've been living in the end times now for a while. And I know that people have been preaching on the end times for a long time. And they've been saying, oh, the end is near. And you see the signs and, you know, they make jokes. People standing on the side of the streets. The end is near. Jesus is coming soon. And they've been doing that for 50 years. Well, it's 50 years closer to the end. And... We just need to be prepared and be ready for what's coming. Because the end is close. Jesus said in the Word that when you see all these things happening at once. So what are all these things that we see happening? Plagues, you know, rumors of wars, wars, uh, famines, earthquakes in various places. It's all right there. And it's all happening all at once. We know Israel is at war with a terrorist organization called Hamas in the Gaza Strip. Israel has actually been bombarded by missiles, thousands of missiles, from Hamas from inside of Gaza and Hezbollah in Lebanon for many years. And it's all backed by the Iranian rulers, who's also backed by Russia. I say all of this, and I'm going to skip over to some notes. I say all of this because <clears throat> ever since 1948, when Israel became a nation, the prophetic clock started. And the end times have started. The Bible says that this generation that has that saw that happening or has heard of that happening will not pass away. So the Bible, and I talked to my wife about this this week, a Bible calls a generation a hundred years. A hundred years. So from 1948 to today to this year, 2023, has been 75 years. So within that period of time, <clears throat> what's happened is that the powers and principalities of darkness have also awoken. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 6 that we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities of darkness, and high places. So what has happened in the world ever since the prophetic time clock has started in 1948, I believe, is that it has reawakened the powers and principalities of darkness in high places. <clears throat> now, Daniel, if you can remember in the book of Daniel, if you know your Bible, and Bible prophecy, Daniel talks a lot about Bible prophecy. And he talks about the prince of Persia. That Remember when Daniel prayed for 21 days by the river and his prayers weren't getting answered? His prayers weren't getting answered. Why? Because his prayers were being resisted by the prince of Persia. 
which is a principality over a geographical location at that time was called Persia is now the nowadays is called Iran. That's where the prince of Persia is from is over Iran. It's a, it's a spiritual principality. And like I said, we're not fighting flesh and blood, we're fighting principalities. We're fighting darkness in high places. So what's happened is the devil knows the Bible. The devil knew who Jesus was when Jesus went out there and and he was casting out demons out of people. And they even said, you, Jesus, son of God, even though the people didn't know Jesus was the son of God, the demons knew he was the son of God. So the devil knows the Bible. He knows what's in it. And he knows his time is short. So ever since 1948, when Israel won the war and, and, and gained back a land, when they became a nation, the Bible says, how could a nation be born in a day? Well, Israel was literally born in one day, became a nation in one day. So it's Bible prophecy. And as a believer in Christ and being a believer now for almost 30 years, Bible prophecy is what led me to believe more in the Bible and the God's Word than anything else. When I first got saved, I didn't know the Bible. I didn't know what was in it. I didn't ever read it before. But then I started reading it, and I started reading about Bible prophecy and all the Bible prophecies that came to pass and how accurate they were. And it's just amazing. So if you want to know what's going to happen in the future events of the world... Get into your Bible and read it, because it'll tell you what's happening. Oh, my wife is telling me to tell the story of John 3.16. <laughs> so, it's a funny little story. <clears throat> when I was a kid growing up, we used to watch football on TV. And right, and you would see, as a kid growing up, and you don't see this much anymore, but you would see, they, they used to have people that would be in the audiences and they would hold up signs that said, John 3.16, John 3.16. Do you remember seeing those when you watch the sports games? And the funny thing is, this is, just shows you how much I knew about the Bible, how little I knew. I thought they were rooting for somebody out on the field. Like I kept looking for who is John 3.16, you know? So I'm just... Sorry, it's just my ignorance back then. But as kids, we didn't grow up going to church. You know, we weren't into into that. We were into me and my brothers. We were hoodlums. You know, and I was saved by the grace of God. Thank you, Jesus. But that's a great uh, illustration of a map. So I ran over there. You can see it. That was Persia back in biblical days. Now it's called Iran. So the prince of Persia was the one that was resisting Daniel's prayers. And God sent an archangel down to resist the, the prince of Persia. Actually, he said Michael. He sent Michael down to take care of the prince of Persia. So that way, Daniel's prayers would be answered. Because the moment Daniel started to pray, if you remember, God heard the prayer and God sent the answer through an angel. But the angel got resisted by the prince of Persia. 
So all of that, to make a short story, to make a long story short, don't stop praying, right? It might have taken 21 days for Daniel's prayer to get answered, but continue to pray. And we need to pray now more than ever for what's going on, not only in Israel, but what's going on in our own nation. Amen? So, if you see Israel, Israel, I can't walk over there, but you see that little yellow, you can say it says Israel, Tel Aviv, that little sliver there on the uh, eastern side of the Mediterranean Sea, that is Israel. To the right of it is Jordan. To the left of it is Egypt, as you can see. And there's a little bitty strip right, uh, right at the, you know, I would say the southern, southern uh, west portion of Israel is the Gaza Strip, small little strip that holds numerous amounts of terrorists, underground tunnels. You know, they've been there for years, and they've been, they've been planning this. There's the Gaza Strip. So, that's where Hamas, that little strip, is where Hamas launched thousands of missiles into Israel this last week. And most of them went into the little town called Ashkelon, where most of the uh, missiles were hit. Some went into Tel Aviv. Um, but then they also, the Hamas terrorists, crossed that border, broke the fence down around it, went in and we know that they kidnapped women and uh, innocent women and children and men. They brought them back into the Gaza Strip and they're going to use them for some kind of political pawn if they're not dead by now because they're just a terrorist group. But if you look at that map again, and if you look to the northern part of Israel, you get up into by where Lebanon is. And that is where Hezbollah is stationed, which is another, you can't see it on this map. You want to go back to the other one? There it is, if you can, with the colors. <clears throat> but up there by Golan, see there's Lebanon, Syria, Lebanon, Beirut. Remember we had that Beirut terrorist attack on our soldiers? Years ago, and that's when our, you know, Madam Secretary Clinton there, debacle. But anyways, we won't go there. So anyways, Lebanon is where Hezbollah, which is the northern tip of Israel, is stationed. And then there's Syria right next to it. <clears throat> and when that whole area is just, it's all surrounded. What I'm showing you is this is surrounding Israel. All of these nations are surrounding Israel. And what we want to keep watch of is what I'm watching is the northern part. Because if the northern part, I believe what's going to happen is when Israel goes into the Gaza Strip with their ground invasion, into the Gaza to rid out Hamas, Hezbollah will start launching its missiles. Hezbollah is bigger than Hamas. All right, It's a, largest, it's a larger, more organized terror organization than Hamas. Hamas, Hezbollah, and Iran, they've actually been planning this attack for over a year, is what I understand. But, and they're funneling, Iran is funneling them all these weapons, you know. But, so we need to watch this. Now, Israel has pleaded with Egypt to open up the southern part of Gaza so that the innocent people of Palestine can get out. 
Because there are Palestinian people that are innocent, that don't want nothing to do with this, you know, nothing to do with Hamas. But Egypt, which is interesting, is not opening up that southern border. And Israel is telling them, you need to flee from the north, because we're going to do a ground invasion starting in the north to root out Hamas in the Gaza Strip. But Israel, nobody wants the Palestinian people. They don't. Because they know they're also there's trouble. Even though there's, you got innocent people that are caught up in war, and I'm telling you, war is not fun. You know? War is war. It's ruthless. It's, it's horrific. It's terrible. And nobody wants war. But this is happening because this is what the Bible has told us about. The Bible has clearly stated to us, and again, in Matthew 24, you need to read it, and, uh, and in Luke 21, even you can go back and you can start reading the Gog and Magog Wars back in Ezekiel chapter 37 through 39. I would read those, and then you want to get into more biblical prophecy, you can start reading Daniel. I believe it's Daniel chapter 7 that you want to read. So, <clears throat> the reason why I'm going over this and have been preaching on these end times is because I believe that God has raised up this generation to be the greatest generation that's ever walked the face of the earth. Because in the Bible it says, in the end days, we'll do greater things than even Jesus did. And Jesus did some pretty great things. Amen? And that generation is what I'm looking at. We're all part of that generation. And we need to be prepared and we need to be ready. We need to be the salt of the earth, the light that shines in the darkness. Amen? <clears throat> and the reason why I'm keeping an eye on it closely is... Because this is the this could be the very beginnings of the world of World War Three. I'm concerned about the potential escalation of the surrounding nations around Israel. That's why I'm watching the northern border right now to see what Hezbollah is going to do. So we want to keep an eye on that, what's going on. But most of all. We want to keep our heads up and look into Jesus. We want to keep our heads up and keep a calm mind because Jesus is the answer. He is the Prince of Peace. Amen? Even in the midst of turmoil, even in the midst of war, we can still have peace. We can find peace. And that is through Jesus, by trusting Him. Because we know... We all know that this world is not our home. We make it our homes, but we have a destiny that's even greater than this. And that destiny is to be with the King of kings and Lord of lords in His kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, forever. Amen? And we know we're all going there. We've all been saved by the grace of God. We've all accepted Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And Jesus... Is gonna, he makes a way where there's no way. So we have 
Nothing to fear. Nothing to fear. Through all these things we hear, we have nothing to fear. But we should be excited because our King of Kings is coming soon. He's setting up His kingdom. And that is another reason why this Prince of Persia is raising up over Iran, is raising up because the devil knows his time is short. You know, if it's 75 years since this generation hasn't passed, it's already gone by, he's only got 25 years, less than 25 years left before his kingdom is going to be totally overthrown and he gets cast out we enter into the millennial reign. Those days are going to be some exciting days. Well, we'll be singing with the angels, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Amen? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. When we see Him coming on the clouds, that's going to be an amazing day for all of us. <clears throat> I'm, I'm all over my notes, so I don't even know where to pick up here. I'll start in Matthew 24, 6, just to give you some scripture. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 24, verse 6. Actually, I can start back at verse 4. This is Jesus' own words. This is the Son of God. This is God Himself in the flesh. He said, Jesus replied to them, Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Messiah, and they will deceive many. You are going to hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, because these things must take place. But the end is not yet, for nation will rise up against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these events are the beginning of labor pains. That is what was happening right now. These are the beginning of labor pains. It says, Then they will hand you over to be persecuted, and they will kill you. You will be hated by all nations because of my name. And at that time, it says, many will fall away. Because, let's see here. Then many will fall away, betray one another, and hate one another. Many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Because lawlessness and will multiply. And the love of many will grow cold, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. This good news of the kingdom will be proclaimed in all the world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. This is happening. <laughs> I mean, this is happening as we speak. Christians are being persecuted already. This is happening. 
It's happening right in front of our eyes on the TV almost every night as we watch the news. It's happening in our own nation. You know, I think I heard somebody say that I heard a preacher say the other day that as with Israel will be also with America. And what happened with Israel is that Hamas came in through Israel through their southern part of their border. And it makes me think of our southern borders, of our own nation. And it makes me think of all of these pro-Palestinian marches that are happening across our nation. It makes me think of how even the principalities, now these are principalities in high places that are coming into our own nation. And we need to be careful of that. Because we do not know of all the millions of people that came across the border who they all are and where they all are at. I do know that I heard on the news this last summer that they had a whole, almost a whole battalion of Chinese soldiers down on the southern border that have their own little compound that came in through the southern border. I mean, you hear all these things. All I'm saying is that it's scary. And we live in a scary world, but we don't have to be afraid because Jesus is with us wherever we go and whatever we do. And we know that our, our lives here on earth are nothing compared to the lives that we will have in eternity with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen? All I know is this. God is going to make it all right. It'll be all right for all of us. It'll be all right. Let's see here. And what's happening behind Hamas and Hezbollah are those principalities, principalities that want to wipe out Israel. Those same principalities are the... Same ones that want to wipe out Israel are here in the United States with these protests. And Israel's greatest enemy is not Russia or China, it's Iran, because they're fighting against the principality of Persia. And because Israel was rebuilt or reborn as a nation in 48. It has reignited the ancient principality of Persia. And the reason why it's reignited that, this whole thing is reignited that, is because the devil knows what's coming. The devil knows what's coming. And that's the kingdom of God. You know, the kingdom of God is coming. Can you fathom that? Can you imagine? I can't even imagine that. I can't even imagine the kingdom of God. Heaven on earth. Coming. And the devil knows that his reign's short. Because he knows the kingdom of God is coming. Everything I think that's going on in this 
world, all the turmoil that the world is under, is just preparing, and I have told Julie this, it's a preparation for the kingdom. The birthing pains is a preparation for the kingdom of God coming to earth. It's preparing. God is going to make this place. So he's coming back for a holy church, the Bible says. Right? A pure bride, a pure and spotless bride. How is that going to ever happen? If you look around and you see all of the other churches and all the churches are in against each other, they have different beliefs, God is going to sort all this out. You know, I believe that all these other bodies of churches have their own calling in the kingdom of God, just like the body, you know? And they're all going to come together, just like when a nation gets attacked by war, even though they have differences, they come together and are united under one purpose. When we see or start seeing all these things happen and real persecution starts taking place in America, you're going to see a uniting of the churches like never before. We're going to get rid of all of our, all of the pity bickering and whatever the different beliefs are, and I don't even know them all. I believe what's going to happen is that the body of Christ is going to prepare itself and make itself ready for the kingdom of God that's coming. God has a plan, and His plans are higher than our plans. I mean, I try to sit there and figure it all out, but I can't because it's God's plan. It's not mine, you know? I try to listen to what God has to say, and then I try to share it with you each week. So that way you can be prepared, so I can be prepared of what's coming. But I do believe what's happening right now is the beginning of the birth pains. It's the beginning of preparing the bride of Christ for the groom, for Jesus, for the wedding supper that's coming, for the great reunion we'll have with Jesus in heaven. That's going to be a great and glorious day. And the only way that's going to happen for everybody to come together is that they all have to be united. The only way there's going to be a pure and spotless bride that Jesus is coming back for is that the churches have to be united on the one cause and that one theme. And that theme has got to be the groom. It's got to be Jesus. Because Jesus made a way for all of us where there is no way. With God... All things are possible, even when it looks impossible. If we just trust in Him and believe in Him, we stand on His Word and are faithful to Him. We don't waver. We don't get tossed to and fro by everything we hear. I mean, i got to be careful not to get tossed to and fro by everything I watch on the news. You know, we got to stick. We got to keep our eyes on Jesus. we got to trust in Him. We got to stay in our word. We got to stay in prayer. You know, we got to be faithful. Amen. Because God is coming. The devil knows it. We just got done celebrating, which is interesting too, and it has a lot of biblical prophecy behind it. But Israel just got done celebrating their fall festivals like the very last day that these attacks happened. And then yesterday, what did we have? Ephraim, you should know. A solar eclipse. I knew you would know. So, these are all signs. Even it says, 
even the word says that the, the sun will be turned to darkness on that day. These are all signs. We've seen signs in the heavens. We've seen signs here on earth. We hear of the wars and the rumors of the wars. We hear of the famines. We hear of the plagues, the pestilences. You know, gone through the world has gone through some terrible things already. These are just the beginning because God's kingdom is coming and God's going to shake everything that's not of His. It will be shaken. It says the heavens and the earth will be shaken. Amen? So keep watch of what's going on. Pray. Don't be afraid. Trust God. Trust His Word. And stand faithfully. That's what we need to do. Stand faithfully. Don't be, don't be tossed. Don't be shaken. You know, don't let the world shake of your faith, but stand firm. Amen? So, Father, in Jesus' name, as I close today, Lord God, I pray that you would just, Lord God, help us to be aware of the times, help us to be prepared. Lord God, help us to be strong and faithful like you told Joshua. Be very strong, be courageous, be very strong for I am with you. I will not fail you or forsake you, but to be strong and courageous. I pray that each one of us, Lord God, would just look to your word, that we would be strong and courageous, that we wouldn't waver to and fro, but we would, Lord God, look, look for you and keep our eyes on you, Lord God. And I look forward to that day of your coming, Lord Jesus. Help us to be prepared. Help us to prepare our families, Lord God, for that day, Lord God. And I pray this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for coming.